welcome to another episode of Weekend League, your weekly podcast for the five big European football leagues. We can extend our congratulations to Munich because they won the championship in Germany. And even though the title race is still not decided in the Premier League, we can also congratulate those teams that have made the cut because it is clear now that besides Sheffield, it will be West Bromwich and Fulham who will be relegated to championship to next year. So congrats to the rest of the teams who made the cut, who managed to stay within the league. And uh, yeah, lots of other action and all of the other leagues as well. Let's dive in right away. Premier League. Yeah, lots of interesting matchups this weekend. Um, we still don't have a champion yet. Three teams are going to go down for sure. It's Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield. Fulham just losing today against Burnley. So that became official earlier on. But let's just look at the Friday matchup. We had Leicester versus Newcastle. That was the opener for the weekend. And Leicester lost 2-4. to four. What a surprise. Newcastle really with a really good run. So before the whole uh, deal was sealed with the relegation teams, Newcastle already probably able to celebrate there on Friday, pulling themselves out of it by their own hair. Um, then we saw on Saturday Leeds winning against Tottenham. Also a slight surprise to me. Again, Sheffield lost to Crystal Palace. And we saw the big match Manchester City. Uh, they lost. They lost. They were losing to Chelsea. Uh, one to two, we saw a failed panenka by Sergio Aguero, and then um, yeah, Chelsea coming back and clinging the win. So since Manchester United is still ten points behind, but also one match behind, they have mathematical chances left to win the championship, which of course won't happen. So uh, they're going to be playing Liverpool here these days. I think maybe this week, next week. Uh, we'll see what that will bring. Uh, but Liverpool with that also able to pull past West Ham into fifth place, the Europa League qualification place, and also still vying at the fourth one where Leicester is in right now. Because Leicester, you know, not really good at the moment. And again, we saw West Ham lose this weekend too to Everton. Uh, so they're really having to take care of their shit there because otherwise Liverpool will pull past uh, Tottenham is also still in range and again Everton um, the direct opponent from this weekend also one match down they're going to be playing Aston Villa um, this week as well in a catch-up match so they can also come all the way to 58 points at least equalizing their own points it is still not decided by far who gets the last Champions League spots who gets that one UEFA Europa League spot and who will end up clinging the conference league spot because in this league actually it might just be desired because you might end up with nothing other results this weekend were liverpool 2-0 against southampton again they are yeah back on track to play internationally if they keep going uh wolverhampton won against brighton and hove albion aston villa again lost to manchester united and uh yeah we saw arsenal beat west bromwich three two one as well so three teams relegated everything's decided down there at the bottom of the table but up there still some questions left unanswered la liga yeah this brings us to perhaps the most exciting league this season on 30 or after the 35th match day 
we still don't know who's going to be champion. We still don't know who's going to be playing in which international competition next year. We don't have a single officially relegated team in Spain yet either. Again, with uh, yeah, very unexpected wins this weekend, very unexpected results. It happened to stay exciting and thrilling in all directions. Uh, we had an opener, San Sebastián versus Elche on Friday. San Sebastián deciding that one for themselves with 2-0. Uh, they remain in fifth place, right below the Champions League ranks, for which they have really no hopes. They have to defend that Europa League rank. Two points behind them is Betis Sevilla now in sixth. They overtook Villarreal, which is, again, two points behind Betis at the moment and that happened because Villarreal lost to Celta Vigo. Celta Vigo with their third win in a row. They're now behind Villarreal because they pulled up as well uh, but also only with yeah theoretical chances to catch Villarreal. Five points behind them. Uh, so most likely Villarreal will not have to fear for the conference league spot but they will certainly want to play Europa League instead. And Betis Coming into the Europa League ranks this weekend with a win today, Monday, against Granada. Borja Iglesias with two goals for Betis there in their home win. The big matches, though, of course, this weekend were for the title race and to pull away in the title race. But no one managed to do so. Barcelona drawing 0-0 against Atletico. Atletico still in first place with 77 points. Behind them, Real Madrid with 75, and then Barcelona also with 75. Real Madrid had that chance to go into first place after the draw, but they only got a 2-2 against Sevilla, a late 2-2. One has to say 96th minute, I believe, or 94th. At least it was 96 minutes when the match ended. Uh, a lot of yeah injury time there. They got that late equalizer against Sevilla. Sevilla almost winning in kind of getting back into the title race but instead it is probably officially over for them unless everybody else is losing on the way now which would be very unexpected um, but yes Sevilla in fourth place with 71 points very securely uh, qualified for the Champions League but also not competing anymore for the championship it seems also we had Alaves against Levante on Saturday and uh, that one was a 2-2 draw, which didn't really help either of the teams. So Levante, probably done though. They have nine points more than the relegation zone teams. That should be enough with three matches left. Uh, though it's still mathematically possible, Levante pretty much saved as well. We saw Cadiz beat Huesca 2-1, so Cadiz is definitely safe already. Um, we saw Bilbao play 2-2 against Osasuna. Osasuna also saved at this point. But then Getafe lost to Ibar. And of course, Getafe could have made a huge step towards uh, yeah, towards playing La Liga for another season safely. Instead, they are still part of the pack down there. And uh, yeah, Ibar managed to pull in again 29 points as the last ranked team. Elche and Huesca, both teams ahead of them just with one point more. And Valladolid, the first saved team just with two points more so via the lead only with one point more than Huesca and Elche so many things can happen that Ibar just one point behind these guys uh yeah nothing is decided down there 
Valencia won against Valladolid, which made that whole thing so tight and narrow and which saved Valencia in turn, of course. And um, yeah, we've seen all of the results and uh, I think that there's plenty of um, yeah, plenty of discussions left on the bottom of the table, plenty of discussions left at the top of the table. Uh, there's there's definitely a lot of um, yeah, a lot of heat still in the middle to um, to see to the Europa League qualification slots. So La Liga, in all regards, completely the most thrilling and entertaining league at this point. I have to say, Bundesliga. Only two more matches left in the Bundesliga calendar. Uh, it's a little different here since we only have 18 teams. Uh, congrats to Bayern Munich. Um, they have sealed the championship this weekend with their 6-0 win against Mönchengladbach. At the same time, uh, Leipzig lost at Dortmund. But let's look at the 6-0. It was a very impressive uh, presentation. Um, early on Munich managed to lead and then uh, yeah they kind of were able to play for Robert Lewandowski who needs every goal to break the old old record of Gerd Müller who scored 40 goals in one season. Lewandowski now at 39. He scored three times this weekend and he has two matches left to equalize with one or break it and extend the record by more than one goal. So we'll be looking at that one in the next matchups. That made Munich the deserved champion of the year. It's the ninth title in a row. Uh, Dortmund, as I said, at the same time winning against Leipzig. And that's what we talked about in terms of coming back from the dead for Dortmund, going right back into the Champions League ranks, already two match days behind the end. So they caught up all the way. They were waiting for Wolfsburg or Frankfurt to stumble. And they found their stumbling partner in Frankfurt. Frankfurt only with the 1-1 on Sunday against Mainz. And that was, of course, the stumbling stone for them. And they fell into the Europa League ranks right there. Fifth place, 57 points. One behind Dortmund, three behind Wolfsburg even. Yeah, They got Leverkusen behind them with 51 points. So six points behind them, really no chance there to catch up big time. Um, they could have potentially had they won their match, but they only had a goalless game at Bremen. It doesn't really help Bremen much either. They've been overtaken by Hertha, but neither did it help Leverkusen, who could have at least a little bit eyeballed the Champions League ranks too. But for them, it's over. They got to just uh, define the Europa League rank against Gladbach. Gladbach five points behind them. Again, six points left to give. I'm sure that that's going to be that. Um, in terms of who goes where, there shouldn't be many more changes. But Champions League, we still have to keep an eye on that. Again, Wolfsburg 60, Dortmund 58, and then the clean break to Frankfurt with 57 in fifth place, the first four qualify. The Friday matchup was Stuttgart versus Augsburg. Augsburg could have really needed the points. They're in 13th right now uh, with 33 points, only two points ahead of the relegation rank. Uh, the first relegation rank is occupied by Bielefeld now. They fell down after Hertha had won their catch-up match last week against Freiburg with 3-0. That was on Thursday. And then Hertha with another draw against Bielefeld itself on Sunday. 0-0. Many 0-0s here. People are a little bit tired, it seems to me. Um, but yeah, 0-0 against Bielefeld, which keeps 
Hertha uh, in 14th now. They still have one catch-up match to play. Uh, so that will be against Schalke. So that could be another three points for them potentially. Bring 34 would bring them all the way past Augsburg into 13th. And that would be very, very secure given that they still have two matches after that. Um, Cologne has had a good run to wins before this weekend, but they lost on Sunday as well to Freiburg, 1-4, to very decisively. So the question for them is how will they get back out? Cologne, though, will be uh, playing uh, Schalke and Cologne will also be playing Hertha. So just winning against Hertha, they would be able to pull past them if Hertha doesn't win their matchup their catch-up match but against again also against Schalke um, so these two opponents for Cologne not necessarily Munich and Leipzig right so definitely matches not only that they can win but also direct duels in which they can make good some ground so very very tight still on the bottom there and other Saturday matches that we've seen were Hoffenheim versus Schalke um, Schalke actually leading 2-0 but then Hoffenheim coming back strong and well, Schalke really without any defense. 4-2 to two was the end result. I hinted already that Wolfsburg, uh, yeah, withstood the pressure coming from Dortmund. They won 3-0 to zero against Union Berlin, which is not self-explanatory. That was a, yeah, a, a match that you have to win in the first place. So, well done there. Three goals by uh, Josep Brekalo. Uh, definitely man of the match there. And um, I think that summarizes the match day. Again, um, we have only Schalke as the relegated team uh, so far officially. Uh, otherwise, Hertha, Bremen, Bielefeld, Cologne are all battling for um, yeah the safe zone. Augsburg just the same. I think Mainz is pretty much done at this point and saved. And we're looking at the Champions League qualification and who of the three teams, Wolfsburg, Dortmund and Frankfurt, which two make it and remain there. League A. It was match day 36 in France. The Ligue A also with 20 teams, but they are one game day ahead. We have one team officially relegated in Dijon with 18 points in last rank, but we don't have a champion yet. Lille was one point ahead of Paris. Uh, Monaco and Lyon behind them, both not really with title chances anymore that given that there's only two uh, match days left uh, we would kind of write them off at this point but we're looking at Lee and PSG and Lee open on Friday at Lens which I liked to call the surprise team so far as the team that came from Ligue 2 last season they've been performing very well they've been in the conference league spot for a while um, but they lost 0-3 to Lille. So Lille making the first step, or another step, so to speak, towards the championship on Friday, the, the first step for the weekend, uh, defying the approach of Paris Saint-Germain. And Paris did not withstand the pressure, only with the 1-1 at Stade Rennes. So Paris losing ground uh, to Lille. Three points now behind them. Now in Ligue 1, mind that uh, the next factor after the points is the goal difference and then the goals scored. In terms of goal difference, Paris is clearly ahead with 52 yeah, in the plus and Lille with 40 
in the plus. So that's something they will likely not catch up given that Paris does like to score. But we're talking about the scenario where both teams end up with the same amount of points. And right now, Lee is three ahead with two matches left to play. So let's see what is happening in that regard. The last two matches for Lille are going to be Saint-Étienne and Angers. I think teams that are definitely beatable for them. Paris has to play Stade Reims and Stade Brest. Also, teams that PSG can beat, of course. We will see what's happening. On Saturday, we had Nantes versus Bordeaux. Nantes with an important victory, uh, 3-0. They uh, managed to stay in distance of the teams ahead of them. They have now 37 points. They're in that relegation spot. And uh, right ahead of them is Lorient with 38, and Strasbourg with 38, and Bordeaux with 39, the team they beat. Uh, and right above Bordeaux is Brest, also still kind of in the danger zone with 40 points, just three points ahead of Nantes. Three points, two matches left, it's not a lot of distance. So you got to take that into consideration as well. But great weekend for Nantes because Lorient just ahead of them also lost on Saturday to Olympique Lyon. And uh, Olympique Lyon with that 4-1 to win there, making sure that Monaco stays under pressure because Lyon doesn't want to play in the Europa League. You all, Lyon wants to go Champions League and uh, they have very good chances to go directly as, uh, yeah, as a second-ranked team and even better chances, of course, um, to go through the third rank, the qualification rank. Only one point behind Monaco before the match day. And Monaco also withstood their pressure because on Sunday they got a 1-0 win at Reims. So everything the same way uh, for Monaco and Lyon. But we talked about uh, Lens already as a surprise team. We talked about the Rennes who actually got a point sting in Paris. Um, we talked about these teams before in context of the qualification for the Conference League spot. And they're both competing against one another and with Marseille. And Marseille actually managed to pull ahead of both of them this weekend. And it was not because of a win. You would think, okay, they, they won or they got a draw or something like that. Marseille also lost. They lost 1-0 to zero at Saint-Étienne. And you're thinking, how the hell could they pass by Lens without really gaining any, any points? The fact of the matter is that they both had 56 points before the game day. They still have them right now because they both lost. But um, they go, both had a difference, a goal difference of 7, plus 7, and Marseille simply lost 1-0, to zero, while Lens lost 3-0. to zero. So Marseille managed to actually gain that ground over the weekend, going into the European uh, Conference League qualification spot by doing nothing. Not nothing, but, you know, losing. So very interesting, um, yeah, matchup there, very interesting... Uh, set up at the table two match days before the end of the season everything can happen and if they keep losing it'll merely be a matter of how high they lose and that might just be the decider there so very very narrow also in this league not as quiet as in La Liga overall because we already have um, a team that's been relegated that is Dijon Dijon losing again this weekend 3-0 uh, versus Angers um but yeah, teams like Nîmes, for example, who I kind of wanted to write off before the weekend, who I said they wouldn't get the win at Mets. I mean, I don't know what the bookie saw there. They had a, definitely a clue about something that I didn't. I just uh, caught up once more and saw the summary of the match. But Nîmes winning 3-0 to at Mets, a good second half there. 
Um, again, the bookies saw them ahead of Mets. I have no clue why, but they uh, were right after all. So perhaps they know of their strong nerves, and I didn't. Nice also winning 3-2 against Brest. Brest would have had that chance to get out of the relegation zone. Now they need another weekend or two to be safe. And Strasbourg also not getting out from below, losing 2-3 against Montpellier. Still in direct competition to remain in the league. Uh, we talked about Reims against Monaco and Rennes versus Paris, which were the Sunday night matches. Very, very narrow on the top and very narrow on the bottom. Serie A. Last but not least for this week, Serie A, and definitely not least because we will already see yet another match day in the middle of the week coming. So ongoing action midweek for us in Italy. But let's look at the weekend first. Udinese on Saturday with the 1-1 against Bologna. That one really didn't change anything for anybody. 11th versus 12th with no point changes there. Spezia versus Napoli with the 1-4 loss for Spezia. They're falling down into 17th rank. Now only three points ahead of Benevento. Benevento the only team in the relegation zone in 18th place who can still uh, yeah, make it across the cut and remain in Serie A. But they're three points behind with two matches, well, three matches left. Uh, let us see if they can still pass La Spezia or any of the other teams. But it looks like uh, teams like Cagliari, right ahead of them, for example, are not going to be caught. Benevento just with a chance to win against them in a direct duel on Sunday, but losing, in fact, 1-3 to against Cagliari. And Cagliari coming from four wins of the last five matches, so I don't see them being relegated. Other than that, we have Torino down there. Torino also with the 1-1 at Hellas Verona. Verona at the very least in 10th place, upper half, so... A uh, good point there for Torino as well. And besides that, we have Genoa. Genoa actually with a loss against Sassuolo 1-2 on Sunday. So perhaps it is Genoa in the end, but it'll be hard. Uh, three more matches left. La Spezia in that most endangered position there right above the line. We'll see what happens. Uh, Parma already relegated. They lost 2-5 against Bergamo. Bergamo in turn finding back into track and really it's looking like they're really securing the Champions League spot right there whatever it's gonna be it's tight uh, AC Milano right behind them they actually got a 3-0 win at Juventus and pushed Juventus down out of the Champions League qualifications um, yeah Napoli pulled back into fourth place Milan back into third and Juventus now in fifth place uh, only Europa League qualification three matches left for everybody well almost everybody not for Lazio. Lazio could have really actually looked at coming close to Juventus, especially um, with their loss now, because Lazio is still that one match behind. They could come all the way to 67 points if they win that match, but they could have also had more than that had they just won their match, and they would be ahead of Juventus, just in the constellation of winning a catch-up match. But they lost to Fiorentina on Saturday. Florence... Um, yeah, Florence kind of making the way out of the relegation area, still mathematically not safe, but I think they're going to be fine. But yeah, once more, Lazio, they could have actually gotten that chance to go all the way into Europa League uh, ranks, their fifth rank, but it looks like they're going to be boringly remaining in the Conference League 
slot. I don't think AS Roma is going to uh, get close to them. Despite their 5-0 win against Crotone on Sunday, Crotone, the other team that's officially relegated already mathematically uh, as the last ranked team. And we also saw Inter Milano. I just had to check if there's any other results besides the Inter Milano also with a 5-2-1 win against Sampdoria Genoa. Uh, not really necessary for Inter to win, but still showing that they are not done for the season. Uh, let's look real quick at what we face here this week. So we're going to have the following matchups. We're going to see Napoli play against Udinese. So Napoli under pressure if they want to remain in the Champions League spots because Juventus is going to do everything to catch up again. Juventus is going to play at Sassuolo on Wednesday. Otherwise, we will look at Benevento. Benevento is going to play at Bergamo. Benevento with one of their last chances to remain in the league. Again, there are three points behind La Spezia and others. Three matches left, uh, but they also lost the direct competition comparison against La Spezia so they really need to pull past them with points because that's the first factor when two teams are drawn with points it's not like uh, earlier when we talked I think it was Ligue 1 where we compare with goal difference that's not the way it goes here um, so teams that will look at Bergamo versus Benevento uh, Cagliari Cagliari playing at Fiorentina a little bit earlier Bologna versus Genoa. Genoa will definitely look at the Benevento match and FC Torino versus AC Milan in which Torino will definitely uh, eye over to the Benevento match. And we talked about uh, Santoria Genoa against Spezia. Spezia, that team just ahead of Benevento. So these matchups are going to be interesting for the lower half of the table. Um, other than that, we see Lazio play Parma. Um, we said not many things will likely change there in terms of movements in the table. Inter Milano is playing AS Roma, so that one a big match here. And on Thursday, the only match, Crotone versus Hellas Verona. Yeah, if I look at uh, where I would have put my money this weekend, the uh, second week in a row, I can say it would have not been worth it, <laughs> which is why I didn't do it. Maybe I should just scratch that section. Um, a few interesting bets, I think, were there that would have come to fruition. I mean, the menu and the Arsenal win, those were not the highest risk, but I didn't figure that Leeds would win against Tottenham. I didn't figure that... Leverkusen wouldn't win at Werder Bremen and I also thought that Cologne might make the home win. I thought it was an interesting odd, at least 2.0 for Cologne. Um, Wolfsburg didn't draw against Union Berlin. That's fine. That was a very risky one. Other than that, I uh, looked at Dortmund's win, so that one definitely worked out. Frankfurt didn't win at home. A little bit of a crisis there. Mets, I talked to you about how that one is still a mystery to me, how the odds turned out to be 2.8 and rightfully Neem won and I really don't know what happened there but yeah PSG didn't win either um, Nazoli, Lazio did not win and neither did Bilbao so a really dark weekend in those terms I will try this one more weekend if I'm not looking successful I think I might just eliminate the whole um, category from this podcast simply because well it's an interesting thing to look at but if I don't really get 
also matchups that I'm able to predict accurately. What is the point, right? Uh, other than that, we saw Napoli win. Um, the odds weren't too low for this one. Cagliari also won at Benevento. Um, that one was something that I strongly foresaw, if that's a way to put it. Uh, 2.25 euro odds there. Um, yeah, one or two of them really offered themselves. And then uh, lots of these matches went down south for me, though. So let's keep going. Let's take a quick look at FIFA. Uh, we had the uh, La Liga team of the season coming out on Friday. I have kind of shed myself from everything but Premier League. So the other team of the seasons are really not that interesting for me. I think I'm going to hold back everything until uh, the Ultimate Tots comes out with all of the best players from all leagues. And then I can reconsider um, Yeah, restructuring my team on the road to that. I will be getting the red picks and if something stands out there then it might just push me in a certain direction in terms of leagues. But right now, it was very comfortable to just stay with the Premier League. Uh, just as a reminder, I got Mason Mount and Jamie Vardy as red picks from last week. Um, I just bought myself the defense pretty much. Shaw, Ruben Diaz, and uh, Fofana. Uh, I still had the 85 Bellerin, who's just about okay for now. And I bought Ederson for the goal, which I'm thinking I'm going to see at some point as an untradeable in my team if the right packs come along I'm, I'm sure i'm gonna pack it once more but yeah the um the guaranteed pack only gave me suchek who i put into an spc but i filled up my team accordingly and um playing premier league only but if we look at the la liga one we see the yeah the usual suspects uh messi bonzema suarez uh, i think de jong llorente casemiro varan no surprises here. Navas and Alba on the um, fullback positions. Center back uh, next to Varane is Kunde. Could also be predicted. Oblak and Go. And then on the bench, Carrasco, Fekir, um, Gerard Moreno, and Lucas Vasquez. Yeah, pretty good lineup. Um, again, if you don't play him, then they're not very helpful. Most of them. Are not necessarily well. I'm not going to say they're not they're not fitting into the Premier League. We have a few French players here, some Spanish players as well. But I think the uh, La Liga is very well combined with La Liga. I mean, they have a lot of international players, but for me, uh, it's just very English-looking. What I saw today with the uh, Super League uh, release, so Super League also coming out. We saw Abubakar there, Davidson on the left, a Brazilian um, left winger looking. Yeah, pretty interesting. I think also being the most the most expensive option here, followed by Rosier, a French right back. I think maybe there's a like a French right backs. I'm not thinking about this too hard right now, so don't hold me accountable. But uh, we have an interesting SBC. I gotta say, Stephen Cochner, um, an English center back, 85 pace, and that's split up into 77 acceleration, which is not that great and 91 sprint speed what an odd card 92 physicality and 89 defending an 89 rated card uh, i think you have to put in an um, 84 spc and something odd like an 80 or an 81 spc but it amounts to about 90k total and if you have plenty of english options i don't have enough to give him the full cam and and not risk losing on others cam but if you do have it and you stay rather English, I think this might be a great guy. I don't know about the acceleration. He's going to come off the 
come off his um, shoes, his sprint is going to be very slow. But um, overall, I think 85, I mean, it looks like an impressive number. That acceleration might actually be really horrible and the uh, breaking point for him. But uh, yeah, try him out if you want to. Uh, definitely interesting for a Super League release. And uh, yeah, I just got my 14 wins again. Two red picks. Let's see if what I get from La Liga. And who knows if I get a Messi, I'll probably have to do something with my team. So I'm excited to see what it's going to be. But I'm definitely, definitely not feeling the pressure anymore. I feel like it's going to be Premier League now this year. I feel like I'm going to update as I can as we go. And uh, if, yeah, if things don't turn out, I think right now I have a great team and I hope that you all are happy with yours as well. If you have other leaks in your team, then just be patient. Your tots is coming up soon. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I'm looking forward to the next match days. We have uh, two to three left in most leagues. The podcast is nearing the end of the season, basically. And I'm excited to announce a lot more winners and uh, yeah, losers too, I guess. Have a good one. I hear you all next time. Yeah.